Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hitchcock. The Next Level Leadership Podcast exists with you in mind. It exists to raise you to your next level of leadership. We've got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be continuing our series on character with the focus this week being on integrity and the importance of that in the character of a leader. So stay tuned. This is an episode you do not want to miss. So today we're going to be continuing our series, as I just mentioned, on character in the life of a leader and what exactly that looks like and, and different attributes of character. And one of those things that, that is essential to good character is, in fact, integrity. So as always, I'm excited to be joined by Josh Parnell. Josh, integrity, such an important topic in the life of a leader and I think a key a subject that's often overlooked. Agreed. Yeah, this is an exciting topic to discuss, and I'm ready to uh, jump into it. I'm ready as well. You know, when you think about integrity, right, if I asked you who's a person you viewed as a person of integrity, I mean, who would you think? You would think maybe of a historical figure, maybe of, of a politician. I would ask, Josh, you know, directly to you, who would be a person of integrity that when you think of this person or, you know, that the word integrity is just synonymous with them and how they behave and, and how their interactions with you are and so forth. And what is it about them? I'll piggyback on that and say this. What is it about them that makes them people of integrity? Yeah, Josh, good question. So as I mentioned, I'm excited to talk about this topic. You know, some of you might know I was in the Air Force almost 20 years ago. I served a four-year enlistment. And one of the core values of the Air Force is integrity first. And so this is something that was instilled in me years ago. You know, Josh, specifically answer your question. I think there's some historical figures, some athletes, uh, some famous people, if you will, that come to mind. At the end of the day, I don't really know these people, you know, and so it's easier for me to answer based on who I do know and people who are in my personal life or my inner circle, if you will. And so, you know, fortunately, we're blessed to be around some amazing people day in and day out at work. And I'm fortunate that I'm surrounded by some people who have grown myself and who I see grow every day. And everyone around me, I feel like has high levels of integrity. And I think it's something that I regularly want to surround myself with is, is someone with a high moral code or a high level of character and integrity uh, is evident in, in a lot of these individuals. Absolutely. Because I think integrity and, and based on what you're saying, I'm, I'm almost questioning, did you look the definition up in advance? Because I mean, you almost said it verbatim. I mean, that's really good when you, when you talked about the, their moral code and living an upright life, because I think integrity is really key, especially when you get to know someone, right? I mean, it's easy. And you alluded to this. You could say, Hey, these are political figures that come across as people of integrity. These are sports figures that come across as people of integrity. These are celebrities that come across as people of integrity. But once you get to know them on a more personal level, right? When you're not a hundred feet away, but now you're within 10 feet of an individual. Is the individual that you're dealing with the same when you're within 10 feet of them versus when you're a hundred feet away? I've heard stories about, you know, people that are on you know, dating apps and so forth about how, you know, when you see one profile picture and then you meet up for coffee or, or dinner or whatever, and then the person that sent you the profile picture doesn't exactly match up to the profile picture that you viewed, right? I mean, I've heard stories about that and it's like, hey, you're, you're the same person, but this was a picture from 20 years ago, right? Of course, it starts the dating process off to a rocky start, but I say that all in the middle of this. Isn't integrity sort of like that? A picture is presented an idea is being proclaimed, you know, in your sphere of influence, whether it's publicly on a platform, whether it's 
just to your social circles, your professional circles, and, and so forth. There's something being said, and then all of a sudden, the key is, does your lifestyle match up what's being said, right? I am a Christian, right? I claim to be a Christian, so Judeo-Christian values guide my behavior in everything I do. I'm not perfect at that, but those are the beliefs that I espouse. So if I walked around saying, hey, I'm a Christian, but then all of a sudden my lifestyle doesn't reflect that, then the question is, hey, this guy is not a person of integrity, right? Because what he's saying doesn't exactly match up to what's being experienced, right, on a day-to-day level. Oxford Dictionary said this about integrity, and I think it's a really good definition. It said this, integrity is this, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, in other words, moral uprightness. I'm going to say that again. Integrity can be defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. In other words, moral uprightness. So I think, you know, we as leaders have to realize that integrity isn't about being perfect, but rather it's about living the life you present to those around you. I know for me, it's easy to beat myself up. I'm, I'm somebody that I hold myself to a high standard. So if I'm the guy that goofs up, you know, I'm still thinking about that goof up two and three weeks later after the goof up happened. And the people that it happened around have long forgotten about that, but I'm still thinking about that, right? But what I've come to realize is being a man or a woman of integrity doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but it does mean you're going to back up what you espouse, that you're going to be the same individual everywhere you go. What would you say are some attributes that stick out with people of integrity. I think Phil even mentioned it last week in the interview when he talked about how you can very quickly identify, let's say doesn't have great character before you can identify someone who does. And I think integrity can go hand in hand with that. I know you mentioned Webster's definition. I'm going to give you my own definition. And that is, I believe that integrity is essentially doing or saying or being someone publicly, but also matching it privately. And if you're doing the right thing when no one is watching, essentially is is the way I, I interpret integrity. And And I think very quickly, you know, honesty, transparency, vulnerability, it goes hand in hand with integrity. And when you get to know someone and really connect with someone and build these meaningful relationships with someone, you're able to identify those attributes. You're able to identify humility, transparency, vulnerability, and ultimately you're able to recognize, is this person a man of his or her word? Will they be and act the same way when I'm not around them? And I think very quickly you can identify this person does have integrity or not based on those attributes. On that note, I love the fact you made mention of the fact that it's what you do when no one's watching, right? I think that is so key because it's easy when no one's watching, when we're by ourselves, when we're alone, it's easy to slip off and begin to do things that maybe we wouldn't want everyone to know, right? We've all been guilty of that. We've all done things that we're like, man, gosh, I I, I, I don't want that known. I, I hope nobody finds out I did that, right? We've all been guilty of the hand in the cookie jar, for lack of better words. But I think, like you alluded to, integrity, if you go a step further, is, you know, even in your private life, you're not perfect, but when no one's watching, you are living by the same values you espouse publicly, whatever they are and whatever guides you, right? So I think that is so key and just really an essential component of integrity. Yeah, I agree, Josh. And, you know, as it relates to leading with integrity, you know, we're talking about being leaders and how we can be more effective and better leaders. And integrity is certainly the topic of the day. But, you know, it's, it's certainly easier to respect someone with a high level of character or a high level of integrity. Therefore, it's easier to be influenced. But when respect is lost, 
the influence that person once had goes along with it. And so I think respect will ultimately drive the influence, but it's critical that respect isn't lost. I absolutely agree. You know, when your respect is lost and all of a sudden people are tuning you out, right? Because all of a sudden they no longer view you as a person of integrity. So why would they want your opinion as to how they should live a better life? Why would they want your opinion on how to be a better leader? Why would they want your opinion on how to get fit in 90 days if you yourself are not fit, right? I mean, it's one of those things that you have got to back up what you're saying because those we lead look to us often. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago for navigation, right? They look to us for guidance. They look to us for vision. And if our integrity is not there to sustain the guidance and the navigation that they're looking for us to provide, then it's like you said, they will then lose respect. And once they've lost respect, then all of a sudden, no matter what you say, all of a sudden, it's just like the old Charlie Brown movies. Womp, 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 womp. Sure. It's you, just you lost it's that noise. Impact. It's, it's you, you that lost noise. the impact. You lost the influence. Absolutely. You lose influence. And then at that point, when, when you lose influence, you can no longer lead because your ability to lead is, is your ability to influence others towards a desired behavior. So on that note, we're going to be talking today about three steps we can maintain our integrity. So we just spent some time kind of unpacking what integrity is, and now we're going to talk about three steps we can maintain that in our everyday life. And I think the first thing we've got to uh, realize with integrity, one key way we can maintain integrity is this, is simply do what you say. Do what you say. In other words, follow through on what you communicate to those around you. If you claim to have a particular moral code, follow it everywhere you go. Not some of the time, but rather all of the time. You know, and one thing that we've tried to unpack today, it's not just based on any one set of principles. We have to do, as leaders, introspection of the values that we espouse. What is it that makes up our moral code? What is it that causes us to get up every day? What are our goals? How are we trying to impact the world around us? How are we trying to change our world? If we realize what that is and we realize, okay, these are the values that guide me, then all of a sudden when I say something, when I espouse something, I'm going to back that up, right? I'm going to back that up, whether it's in the form of a commitment, whether it's in the form of just a behavior that I espouse or believe in, whether it's in the form of expectations in my professional career, you've got to do what you expect of others, right? If you espouse it, you then become married to what you're espousing, right? Because when you begin to share with others the knowledge you have, you then become accountable, to those you're sharing it with, right, in order to maintain that integrity. Yeah, and Josh, this coincides with one of my favorite books, and that's The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of those four agreements is be impeccable with your word. And, and, and this is basically say what you mean and mean what you say. But to take it a step further, when he says be impeccable with your word, he's also referring to speaking truth and avoiding getting into that nature of gossiping or talking about somebody else. I mean, you know, making sure that we are going to somebody before we talk about them. And that's so true. I mean, everywhere you go, you, you've got to do what you say and be the person that you present yourself to be. I know there's been times that I personally have been on the end of receiving, right, where you hear about things that were said and didn't feel good. But then I also know I've been on the other side of that table where I've been the one communicating about others and sharing information or opinions that I had no business sharing, right? It wasn't malicious. It wasn't a a bad intention or anything like that. But I realized the minute it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, well, Josh, you're breaking news. You're human. 
Oh, you know, the yeah. good news is you're human because we've all done it. And, you know, and, and that's, that's the amazing thing about grace and understanding and patience in growth and patience in the progress. But, uh, hey, I get it. It's understandable. Well, well don't tell anybody that, though. Oh, don't. no, no one's going to know. We're not yeah. going to air this specific part. Right, Cameron? We're good. Okay. Right. Yep. Cool. Yeah, don't tell anybody that I'm human. That, sure. that would disappoint a lot of people. But, uh, no, I absolutely agree with you, and it's so true. So, yeah, do what you say. Follow through with what you're saying. Be a person that when you commit to something that you're sticking to it. You know, I heard a story one time about Harvey Firestone, the son of the founder of Firestone Tires. And I heard a story about when he went to sell his private jet to someone. It was a personal business transaction. And the person came out, looked at the jet and was ready to purchase this jet, but they weren't purchasing it the same day. It was one of those transactions that were were looking to purchase it in October of one year, but he wanted the transaction to go through the following year for tax purposes. And the person was so struck by the fact that in the middle of the transaction that was taking place, Harvey Firestone was okay with a handshake, right? When it came time for the commitment, hey, you're buying this from me. We're going to do the transaction next year. In the meantime, you can begin using the plane. The gentleman was prepared for contracts and legal things to be done. You know, he made the comment, Harvey Firestone did, is your word still not good enough? Is your word not good enough? And on a deal like that worth millions of dollars, he shook his hand and said, your word's your bond. I'm taking you for that. And of course, the transaction went through, you know, with no problems and so forth. But I just think that's so fascinating and key that I think was a value that was really instilled in the previous generation, right? That 1950s kind of baby boomer generation where it was, hey, your word is your bond. When you say something, you follow through with that. I think over the years, it's lost its luster a little bit. We're so quick to commit to things. We're so quick to throw things on social media that we don't mean, throw things on Instagram that we don't mean, say things to people we don't mean, make commitments we can't follow. But I think, you know, the key is, is, hey, as leaders, we're separating ourselves. We're going to be a notch above and we're going to be people that do what we say. Josh, when you sold your private jet, did you require a contract in writing or did a handshake suffice? Um, Asking for a friend. When I sold my private jet, well... Uh, I didn't know I had one. So after this show, I'm going to make a theft report and uh, oh, okay. hope, hope to reclaim my, my private Good luck. jet. So Good luck three steps to maintaining integrity. Number one, do what you say. And then number two, remember the vision. One key motivator for living a life of integrity is filtering our desires through the filter of fitness. I'm going to say that one more time. A key motivator for living a life of integrity is filtering our desires through the filter of fitness, is what I'm thinking about doing, does it fit Does it fit the desire of my heart and what I'm trying to accomplish? If I've got a vision in front of me for a desired future, I've got a vision to change my world. The decision I'm potentially getting ready to make, does it fit in the vision that I'm trying to accomplish? For example, I personally am trying to lose weight. That's been a goal of mine. Get healthy. You know, I'm a healthy guy, but I want to get even healthier, right? And so I have to ask myself when I go to God's creation that he made on the eighth day that nobody knows about, Chick-fil-A, right? I have mm. to ask myself, does that fit into the vision of where I'm going? The answer is yes, Josh. Chick-fil-A I, employees are angels on earth. It I, is, I, I, evident. I agree. You know, when they say my pleasure and they willingly offer you bless sauces you. and God mm-hmm. bless you and you get the points and you get the free stuff, they call them treats just because they appreciate you. It's very difficult to say no and feel like, hey, 
Chick-fil-A doesn't exactly fit in the vision of where I'm going. But in reality, if I'm looking to lose weight, if I'm looking to get in shape, then yeah, Chick-fil-A maybe doesn't, right? Maybe gym time fits in that. Maybe healthy eating, maybe cooking at home fits in that, but not eating out as much. So you've got to filter that in order to maintain integrity. One way you can do that is filter the desire you're feeling right now. Filter it and say, okay, is the decision I'm getting ready to make, does it fit the vision with which I'm going forward in, right? Does it fit my desire to change the world? Does it fit my desire for growth at work? Does what I'm getting ready to do, does it fit or does it go against? So I think that's one powerful question that we've got to remember and ask ourselves because if we'll get a vision of where we're wanting to go, that vision can then hold us accountable to the decisions we make. So remember the vision is step number two. And here's step number three for three steps to maintaining your integrity is this refuse to back down. As leaders, we have to come to a place where we refuse to let the opinion of those around us sway us, but rather we're guided and grounded by the anchor of our integrity. You know, I think about the story of Daniel, and he was under captivity. Israel was under captivity at that time by the Babylonians, and they were pressuring him to do things that he knew wasn't honoring for what he believed. He knew that it wasn't honoring for what God told him to do. And in spite of that, Daniel remained strong. He didn't back down. He remained a person of integrity. And as a result, the Bible recalls that the people looked upon him as being a person that was famous and distinguished. That's the way the Bible records it. And it also records that there was a spirit of excellence about him, right? There was a spirit of excellence about him. So when you refuse to back down as a leader, when you refuse to give in to something, when you say, no, time out, I'm not going to do it, it doesn't fit to where I'm going. When you take that attitude in your everyday life, it's not a one-time decision, but rather it's a lifelong commitment. When you make that commitment and you decide to do that, all of a sudden you're living a life of integrity and you're maintaining what you're trying to build. Josh, I think what you're describing also is when there is somebody who is faced with a decision or a situation and they made up their mind, they made their decision, in all likelihood they have processed this thought, processed this decision, and made a, a sound justified one. Therefore, it is the quote-unquote right decision. And so essentially, for lack of better terms, you're essentially saying that peer pressure is causing them or someone or something, some outside force is causing them to to change their opinion, change their mind, change their thought, and ultimately it, it's causing them to question, was this even the right thing to begin with? But at the end of the day, they made the decision for a reason. It was the right one. And so this is, you know, we mentioned earlier about uh, about how, how important respect is as it relates to influence and then with integrity. And a quick way for us as leaders to lose respect of our team or those who are following is to give in. If it's a decision that we recognize, we've already done the research and done the math, so to speak, to figure out this is the right decision, then let's move forward with it. Right. You're not saying don't back down for the sake of not backing down. If you know that you were in error, if you know that there's a better decision, if you know that there's a compromise that doesn't compromise your moral code at the same time that you can make to meet somebody halfway, sure, that you know, let's do it, right? If I'm wanting to go to eat lunch with somebody and I want to go to restaurant A, but they want to go to restaurant B, and maybe I don't like restaurant B, but I'm going to compromise with them and say, you know what, I'm going to go to restaurant B because I know that's where you want to go to. That's great. That's a healthy compromise. That's the way you build good relationships. But what you're saying is on the things that matter, on the things that affect your moral code, on the things that affect your character, You've got to refuse to back down. You've got to be like a bulldog on a, on a fresh bone from PetSmart, right? You've got to refuse to back down 
from what you believe. Well, and specifically, Josh, you said it right. Those that affect your moral code. I believe on that note that if we determine to become people of integrity, leaders of integrity, you're going to see this pay dividends in your everyday life. I believe that. I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in other people's lives that I've had the privilege of watching and, and learning from. And I believe if you take this approach, it'll pay dividends as well for you. So three steps to maintaining integrity. One more time. Do what you say. Remember the vision and refuse to back down. Well, I want to leave you with these encouraging words from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. May we all remember that as we seek to walk in integrity, that there's security in integrity. There's peace in integrity. There's victory in integrity. Well, until next time, I'm Josh Hitchcock reminding you to keep leading well.